Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're taking a break from John's Gospel today and are going back to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, starting at verse 14. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee, where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. That's it for the today's scripture reading. Can you believe it? We are just looking at these two verses because they are central to the ministry of Jesus. And I think it's worth pointing out, especially in Mark's gospel, uh, his gospel being written specifically for Gentiles, you'll remember that, and being sh- the shortest of the four gospels, we see that he takes this time, this verse, early in his gospel writing to summarize not just Jesus' ministry, but the mission that he has been sent on. And it's to bring people back to God. We have to take a look a little bit at what Jesus is saying here. And as we take these verses apart and take a look at what he's saying, we see that uh, he's talking about the kingdom of God. This is a pretty significant theme throughout the Gospels. Uh, In Matthew's Gospel, uh, taking a look at some stats online, you'll see actually if you know where to look uh, and look up how many times Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, it's over 50 times. So this is definitely a topic that we will continue to come back to as Jesus describes what the kingdom of God is like, especially when we start talking about parables. But in looking at what Jesus is saying here, this is the first time that we really are getting into this theme and topic of the kingdom of God, which brings us to three questions that I want to focus on today. What is the kingdom of God? What's significant about it? And how near is it? And we got those three points from this verse. The first point here, what is the kingdom of God? Simply put, the kingdom of God is wherever God is king. I know, super profound, right? It seems like a no-brainer. You think about where a king is ruling a kingdom, and it's wherever his country uh, ends, right? You you have that terrific scene from the movie The Lion King from Disney Animated Studios, and Mufasa brings Simba up to the top of the rock, and he says, everywhere the light touches is our kingdom. It's this same imagery here with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is wherever God is king. Now, we see this in creation as God is the Lord and ruler of all things, the author and sustainer of life. We see this also as an actual physical place being heaven, but the kingdom of God is also a spiritual place, a place that is in the heart of believers. Wherever God rules and reigns and has authority is the kingdom of God. Which brings us to the second question, right? What's significant about it? What's significant about the kingdom of God is that we lost it. We gave it up when we fell into sin, when Adam and Eve decided that they knew what was best instead of God. They forsook the gift that God gave them and instead established their own kingdom. And what is significant about the kingdom of God is even though we've lost it, we've been trying to get back into it. And unsuccessfully, I might add. What's significant about Jesus talking about the kingdom of God is that he's sharing with people that a way has been made to be restored back into fellowship with God, to have peace with him. All that's required is that you repent and believe. And these are themes that we talked about through the book of Acts. You remember that repentance 
is essentially doing a 180 degree turn from sin to follow God. Imagine like you're driving down the road, down the interstate or a highway, and you, instead of going a certain direction, turn around and are now heading the exact opposite way. And again, repentance is talking about turning from sin to follow God. We talked about believing as well. And this is a really passive verb in light of other verbs that are a little more active. Verbs like chasing and throwing and swimming and things like that. The wonderful thing about believing is that it is active, but (laughs) it's not active at the same time. How do you believe? What does it look like to believe? You simply do. There's nothing left to be done. You simply believe in the work that has been done already. You'd expect here as well this uh, this third point about how near is it, the the third question we're looking at today. Um, You'd expect the kingdom of God to be a little near, right? If, If this is a place where God rules and reigns and has authority, you would think that it would be a little less broken. And here's this essence of this element of an already but not yet as we look at scripture. Because the kingdom of God is already here, but it's not yet fully established. We have peace with God because of what Jesus has done on the cross as he died for our sins. We can have peace with God right now. Physically, God's kingdom isn't fully realized because heaven, we're still living in sin. We're still uh, abiding in a, a broken world. But there's a day coming when that won't be the case anymore and God's kingdom will be fully realized. And we don't know when that day is, but it'll be soon, someday. (laughs) And that is the point of what we look for as Christians. So the takeaway question for us to consider today is, in light of the conversations that Jesus has with Nicodemus and the Samaritan woman, how do you see his message of repent and believe the good news in the conversation he has with them? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistol. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.